The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Facebook, let's get this party started. I think we've, we've been trying to do this live for a long time. We've been making recordings, but not live. So hopefully we're actually live. If you're there, say hey, shake a hand, wave, say hello. If you're listening to the recording and want to join us live, we do it Wednesday, 2 o'clock Pacific, 5 o'clock Eastern. Um, jump on. It's fun. If you want to submit a question, email Lindsay at GrowMyCleaningCompany.com, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, not E-Y, like the crazy people. We won't even get into our last name. It's a whole different situation. Um, but yeah, we love hanging out with you and we love being able to interact. So that said, Lindsay, hook us up with some questions. What do the people want? Let's give them what they want. All right. First up, we have Ashley Evans over on Facebook. She asks, what is the best way to price your services? Flat rate or going to the home and giving a physical estimate or just by hourly? So it seems like there's a couple questions wrapped up in one. Let me hit them best I can. So it's so funny how with commercial, everybody gets it inherently and intuitively. It's like we are obviously going to go on site and give a bid. <clears throat> with residential, there's a lot of, I'm just going to do it online. I'm just going to do it online. But there's a there's several problems with that. One is you're kind of stuck with that guy or gal without seeing what's going on or if it's a client that you actually want. Two, you are gonna sell way less people online than you will in person. Three, for less money. Four, you'll understand they're paying less. Five, they'll quit sooner because they don't have a relationship with you and they have a relationship with your cleaners, but not you. So there's just so many reasons that we would go on site. And the crazy thing is people say insane things like, well, I gotta clean, I can't afford not to clean. Like I make money when I clean. And it's like, well, what do you pay a cleaner? 15 bucks an hour, say it costs you 20 all in or 25, whatever. Well, that's what you're making or saving if you hire a cleaner, but they don't do the math when it comes to sales. Like, I don't have time for sales. Like, I'm too busy cleaning. Okay, well, cleaning saves you 20, 25 bucks an hour. Let's just do a little residential math. Say your average cleaners or average house is 400 bucks a month, which nowadays is about right for every other week. Um, that's $4,800 a year. If they stay for three years, we're talking 15 grand. Say you take half of that as gross profit. We're talking like $70,000 for an hour or two worth of your time. So it's nuts when people say, I don't have time for that. And it's like, well, what are you doing? I'm cleaning toilets. <laughs> and they think they made a hundred bucks, you know, or 200 bucks in an afternoon cleaning something. It makes no sense. So 100% in person, you're just going to do better. The worst salesperson in person is going to do as good or better than the best salesperson over the phone. You'll get higher quality customers. They'll stay longer. They'll be happier. All sorts of good stuff happens when you do it in person. That said, Everyone wants to kind of, not everyone, but we often hear the square footage, you know, by room, always by cost of goods sold, right? What does it cost you to provide the service? Divide by the percentage you want to spend. And that's that. So if you want a 50% cost of goods sold, we recommend 45. But if you want a 50% cost of goods sold and it costs you 150 bucks in labor, you charge 300 bucks. Super easy, but it's always based on cost of goods sold because things like square footage um, vary, right? You know, what things cost in San Francisco is very different than what they cost in Tucson. So the doing it by cost of goods sold kind of takes into account uh, what it costs for labor, which takes into account location. It all wraps up. So definitely, definitely, definitely in person, 
based on whatever your cost is. So there's a very long, nerdy answer for a pretty short, straightforward question. All right. Next up, we have not a name, but it's Cleaning with a Meaning from the Facebook group. And they asked a bunch of questions, so I picked one that I thought was a really good question. They want to know, should I have a website or a booking site? Well, that goes such such a good question, especially to follow up on what we just did. Um, I don't like the booking site for the exact same reason. Like, again, I'll, you ask you ask it again, I'll answer it again. <laughs> cleaning, uh, what is it? Cleaning with a meaning. So I know the first one was from Ashley, but cleaning with a meaning tagged right on. So here's the problem with the booking site. When there's a booking site, they're going to have 19 tabs open and they're just going to go with the quickest, cheapest one, right? And you're ex not exclusively, overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly going to get one-time cleans, which are the least valuable stuff that you want. Um, they're going to go based on price because what else is there? There's no conversation. And are you going to do it? Do you know if you can help them? No, you can't have a conversation with them around, you know, just like the, if I had a car dealership, if someone called in and was like, I want a car, I'm like, okay, what do they cost? Well, what do you want? Just, I just want to know what a car costs. Just give me your best price on a car. It's an insane question. Like, I want you to just clean my house. Yeah, you know, well, I can put in the square footage or whatever. It's like, okay, but it, what is your pain? Is it, do you have pets? Are we, is it you're trying to save time? There's just so much conversation we need to have. And yeah, booking page skips all of that. And I know in this world, we like kind of just everything to be automated, which is great. And if you're doing, you know, nine bucks a month or 20 bucks a month, whatever it costs nowadays for Netflix, that's great. But if you're going to do something in someone's house with just a little more specific need, have that conversation. So I do not like booking pages at all. Um, yeah, you can have a website. I'd rather have an online funnel, right? Where it's like, here's your pain. Here's how to solve it. Book a 15 minute call. I kind of want to move them forward in the sales process, not just have a typical website. So kind of, yeah, don't, there's two sides to the, to the to the coin. I don't want to. We don't need any relationship. Just give me your credit card, and you know, hopefully, you're not a psychopath. But what do I know? I have your credit card. I got to go out there and clean. You know, so we don't want it fully automated, but we want to do move them forward in the process. I like to a 15 minute call, right? So that would be my as opposed to just a website going. Here's my name and number. Sign up for a free newsletter. Give us a call. You know, call now for a free estimate. All that crap. I'm going to move to a 15 minute call to really have an assessment and conversation around their pain and see how we can help them. Sounds good. All right, we're gonna move to the chat. I got a great question in chat from Jordan Morris. Jordan asks, what's the best way to handle training through videos or in-person training? Really good question. I like that one. Um, so I'm a big fan of in-person training for a couple of reasons. One, the videos, you never know if they're gonna watch them or if they pay attention, you can't update them. Also, I want to emphasize we weigh and there, I know there's videos out there you can purchase on cleaning, but that's like the lowest value part of what we train people to do. Um, again, it's like, here's how to dust. Here's how to empty the trash. Here's how to vacuum a floor. Like they're not, this isn't brain surgery guys. So what I really want to teach is core values. What I really want to teach is culture. This is what it likes. This is what it feels like to be a part of our team. And it's very hard to, to do that over, um, video so i like having well, what we train people to do is have your employees train your employees and not special trainers that have been here for six months or two years and have been knighted and they've you know gone through a special ceremony just like everybody should be a trainer and we want them to train as much on the core values and what it feels like to be a part of this team as they do on how to clean so 
owners tend to way overvalue quote unquote cleaning, but how they show up on the team and how they show up for their clients is in from a culture standpoint is far more valuable. So short answer, um, I much prefer people aren't going to watch the videos if, if anyway, if they do, they're not going to engage with them. Um, if any of you guys have ever been to online traffic school, it's just a lot of like, you know, fast forward, click, click, you know, watching TV, you're doing six different things. If you think they're going to be like, okay, I'm here, I'm taking notes, I'm ready. They're just not engaged, right? So yeah, a thousand percent, let's do it in person. And if you're like, well, I don't want to do it in person. I don't want you to do it in person either. You train your first batch of employees and your first batch of employees train your second batch of employees on down the road. All right, let's move on to the next question. That was an online person. What was their name? Yeah, that was chat. That was Jordan Morris. Jordan Morris, nicely done. Rocking it. All right, our next question comes from a Facebook comment earlier. And again, they asked a bunch of questions, but I thought this is a good one. We haven't quite covered yet, I don't believe, live. Um, let me rephrase the question a little bit. How important is it to know how to work SEO? That is a good question. Um, I don't know what it is with owners of cleaning because they just love it. They, they think they love SEO, but it's not. I'll give the short answer. It's not very important at all, in my humble opinion. And again, there's going to be people out there. I know a guy that made a million dollar business grow, you know, just on SEO and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay, fine. Um, but. God, there's just I have so much to say on that. So. It's not that SEO in, in and of itself is bad. Just the same way when people are like, well, I have a car and it's wrapped and I get calls. And it's like, I don't want you to have a car. And it's like, well, but I get calls. Well, it's not like those calls inherently are bad, but typically the cars are going to cost you a thousand bucks a month in insurance, depreciation, maintenance, storage, where you're going to park it, you know, what happens, gas, just all the things associated with registration, tires, blah, 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 blah right? Um, God forbid. It gets stolen or a car accident. That's a now you got a full time job for three weeks. So, yeah, getting leads from that is fine. But if you give me a thousand dollars a month, I can probably put it somewhere else and it's going to do better for you. So, with search engine optimization, again, I still think AI is taking that over. I don't know. I think it's mostly going to be artificial intelligence searching for things on the internet, not or us asking chat, chat GPT or, or artificial intelligence what we want, not Google. So I think that's a dying breed anyway. But for the last decade or so, it's been cats, it's been uh, cops and robbers, right? The, the cops figure out how to make things safer, the robbers figure out how to get around it. So the cops do this and the robbers do that. Google, you know, the SEO people figure out how to trick Google and they're thinking something's authoritative and then Google figures out how to not be tricked. And then the SEO guys back and forth and back and forth. So in my humble opinion, the best SEO or search engine optimization is opposed to trying to pay someone to trick Google into thinking you're authoritative, just be authoritative, do a podcast, put out content, create, and that's what you should be doing your socials anyway. So if the question is, should I be good at creating content that my audience finds interesting? Yes, that's really, really important. If you do that, will you get a massive amount of search engine optimization benefit? Yes, you will. Will you also get chat GPT benefit? I'm guessing you will, or not chat GPT, but any AI, probably so. Um, do I want to pay someone to do that for me? If you could for a good price, but they're not going to do it for a good because, you know, it's going to be 500 bucks a month. They're going to create just crappy, probably AI generated blogs that you could do yourself for free, fake, probably AI generated pictures that you could do for free. And they're just trying to act like there's content. So I'm like, just create the content yourself. So, and even a lot of times they won't even do that. They'll just get into your website and 
you know, update your meta tags and be like, okay, it's now SDO optimized, but not really do anything. So no, just not a big fan. And by the way, search engine optimization, because there's so many websites out there, um, Google crawls them or checks them. It might be months, right? So you, you, you have to do SEO for six months sometimes, oftentimes before you get any result at all. So I'm, it's, I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. I'm just saying of the, the places that you can spend your, you know, spend your advertising buck, um, SEO wouldn't crack my top five for cleaning companies, certainly. Wow. That was good in-depth answer there. All right. I like you now. Whatever. <laughs> that was, that was Pierre's commercial cleaning. Sorry, Pierre. I don't think I mentioned that, but I'm assuming Pierre is the one that owns that. Hey, amazing people. You may have noticed we don't sell a dadgum thing on this podcast. We don't allow ads. The only ask I can ever have of you guys is if you dig the show, for you to spread the word and share so we can change as many lives as possible. Literally, it'll take you five seconds to give us a great review and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you as a listener and value the gift of your kind words. Now, back to the show. The next one is a little bit of a doozy, but I feel like, well, it's, let me just go to ask it. So Mike, if you were starting a residential cleaning company in 2024 while working a full-time job, and you're not doing any of the cleaning other than training. So you're hiring trainers or cleaners day one. How would you go about launching into the market? Okay, that's a great question. Um, well, if it was me, I wouldn't wait till 2024. I'd be doing it at the end of the sentence. Come on now, if we're gonna do it, let's do it. Take some action, man. Um, honestly, I just do exactly what we train. I wish I had a different answer for that. And everyone's like, well, I'm in you know, Dayton, Ohio. How would I do it here? same way we train well i'm you know a disabled veteran how would you say when we train so i would i mean without sounding wildly self-serving actually i'm not even self-serving because we don't take a lot of just starting we look for six bigger companies we're helping to go to seven but find a coach that knew exactly what to do and how to do it and just pay that guy or that gal for their genius and have them help me um then i would pick my niche and make sure i understood the pricing i get crystal clear on exactly who my perfect prospect first of all i get crystal clear on my goals then I would break those goals down into numbers. Um, like, okay, if I want to do $500,000 in revenue, you know, I want to be doing $50,000 a month in revenue by month 12, that's, you know, 40,000 or $50,000, you know, I'd go, okay, am I going to be residential or commercial? If I'm going to be commercial, my average clients, you know, $2,000, well, I need 20 of them by the end of, you know, a year. So I need to, you know, how many leads bid sales, how many leads and bids would I need to get that many sales? Who would my perfect prospect be? And then I would just start trying to give value to that niche for free as quickly and easily as possible, which is exactly what I did here. For those of you guys that are OG, we have this podcast and done over a thousand episodes. Very first thing I did was just do the podcast for free. Didn't even have anything for sale. Just started giving value to the people. And uh, as we kind of found out what they needed by giving value, we created the services to, to fill that need. I don't know if that, you think I, that was, was, did I answer what he was asking, Lindsay, or did I? Frustratingly, dodge. Hmm. I'm gonna give you a hard time. I never give you a hard time. I know you always give me the pass. <laughs> I don't deserve it. Hit me up. I didn't hard on you. No, no. I think I think knowing how you coach that in the big scope, that is a really good answer. But I know Cleaning Nation, and they always want like nitty gritty like details, but those don't always serve them best. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> well, it's tough on the details because it's like, yeah. hey, Mike, give me 
20 years of experience in a three minute, you know, so here's one thing here. I will give a company is super hypocritical since I'm literally doing live asking for questions. Um, I don't, it's fine to kind of, as a starting point, look at a 30 second reel, um, you know, listen to a podcast, read books, these are YouTube videos. These are all great things. But at the end of the day, when you're really trying to do something and it's tough because a lot of marketers, I try not to do this, like just listen to my podcast and be a billionaire. Like that's not the truth. Um, we want to crank it into some easy box. Like just give me the one silver bullet. And I promise if there's a silver bullet, we'd all be millionaires. Right. But there's not, it takes a lot of stuff. So the reason myself and I'm guessing other coaches get big picture answers is because that's really all they can do. And certainly over this medium, like, Hey Mike, tell me how to build a million dollars. And I'm not knocking the question. It's a great question, but just for people that are like thinking this is how they're going to get the full and developed answer. Like, again, we wouldn't exist. It's, like, it's not like we're coaching for money, but really it's all out there on YouTube. And it is the information's all out there in the, in the world, but the implementation, how to do it, the devil's in the details, right? So it's like, I don't want that. Just give me the easy answer. Like there is no easy answer to a very complex question. So we do the best that we can to simplify complex answers and make them simple. And you're like, well, that's not comprehensive. It's like, agreed. But you know, like, what's the meaning of life in six words or less? It's like, well, that's, that's, that's a tough one. Okay. So sorry. Great pushback, Lindsay, because it was a semi-general answer, but obviously we're constrained by time and I can't speak with this person. And there's just a lot of other factors at play. All right, I think that said, if anyone's interested, maybe we've, everyone's lost. They didn't, that was it. They're done. But if anyone's interested, we got time for one more, Lindsay. Oh man. So the last one I had actually is a version of the same question that we just kind of answered because they're asking for specific and you're going to probably tell them the same thing, but I'm going to say it anyhow. Uh, final touch Queenie, final touch janitorial. I've been in business for 16 years in the Dallas Fort Worth area and I'm wondering the best methods for getting new commercial clients. You always hear this door to door, cold calling, online ads. What's the most effective? Thank you, Mike. That's actually a really good question. I'm glad that they asked. So the problem, believe it or not, is from my experience is embedded in the question. Embedded in the question is what types of media? Should I cold call? Should I go door to door? Should I send postcards? Should I, I forget what the other one was. They're always focused on the medium, which is not the place to start. The place to start is with the client and the problem that you're solving. So what's the name of the, the person asking the question again? That is Final Touch Janitorial out of Dallas-Fort Worth. Final Touch Janitorial out of Dallas-Fort Worth. That's such a good question. First and foremost, focus on who your client is. Everyone wants to start with what we want. I want to sell my services. What's the quickest way to sell my services? The quickest way to sell your services is to really understand the problem that you solve, right? Like I didn't go on the podcast and just be like, I want to sell coaching clients. What do I need? All you guys buy my crap. No one's interested in that. I got crystal clear on what your problems were and I figured out ways to solve them. So I get crystal clear because guess what? A car dealer's problems are going to be completely different than a property manager's, which are going to be completely different than a stay-at-home mom, which are going to be completely different than a hospital admin, right? So I don't know who the client is. So what's the best way to sell? I don't know. A house mom is going to be very different than a chiropractor, which is going to be very different than, you know, somebody managing a golf course, right? So, or the owner of a small business, or there's just so many variables. So you've got, so I can give very specific advice. Start with who your client is, get crystal clear, clearer than any of your competition, clearer than your client themselves, be able to articulate and communicate their pain back to them more clearly and more effectively effectively than they've been able to communicate it themselves. 
and they go, oh my gosh, this guy gets me. Hopefully, I think I might've done a bad job on this particular broadcast, but hopefully as I'm speaking, people are like, this guy gets me. He knows me. He, I, he feels my pain. And without me having to sell or go buy my crap, call me, I'm a genius. And if I talked about how genius I was, you guys would be turned off. When I talk about your pain and how to fix it and 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 resonate with that, you're like this guy gets me and you're connected. So get connected with your people, understand their pain, communicate it back to them in a way where they're like, oh my gosh, this guy so understands me. And then offer them a solution to that pain. And that's going to look, again, very different. So really, so start with the niche is the right thing. And then you can even ask them, where do you go to solve this problem? Right. Because car dealers might say, I go to other car dealers and you'd be like, I'll do networking event for the car dealer associations. Right. Um, a chiropractor might go to Google, like different people go to different places to solve them. So I'm not saying the media or where you're going to answer these problems is of zero value. I'm saying it's far secondary in value uh, to who you're serving, what the problem is, how to communicate that. Because, again, we think if we just find the magic place to put the message out, then we'll get rich. That's not the case at all. If we, the magic is in how we communicate the message in a way where our, our target market is like, oh, that's me. He gets me. And it really doesn't matter. Wherever they are, you can put it. If your target people are on Facebook, and almost everybody is, if you put a compelling message to the right person, they'll see it. They'll respond on Facebook. So we get on, where do I do the message? And it's not, we forget who's the message to and what is the message. Those are the questions you need to answer. And then where do I do it? Super easy, far less important. That felt super preachy, Lindsay. I'm just going to apologize in advance for the uh, stepping off of my pulpit, back down to just regular dude, not being a pain. Um, anything else we need to cover on this uh, particular time together? This week, I think we're out of time, but I see you in the chat, Mike Marino, asking a good question that I want to make sure we have enough time for. So we're going to handle that next week first thing, because now the questions are coming in. You guys got to start it. Cool. Well, Lindsay... <laughs> capture the good questions for next week and if you again want to participate just show up live and i think the only way you can get into this broadcast is to be in our facebook group it's totally free just go to growmycleaningcompany.com or facebook.com and search grow my cleaning company group um tuesdays at two and if again if you don't want to be here live you can listen to the podcast you'll get it and you can submit a question to support at growmycleaningcompany.com or lindsaygrowmycleaningcompany.com she will hear your question if it's awesome uh I'll scream at you live here on Wednesdays. Appreciate you cleaning nation. Talk soon. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me. But like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share it with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me in the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can, as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.